Just your system. Um, Wu Tang man, I'm all in on. I've been listening to Wu Tang and like Method Man for like a week straight. I started watching that. There's a series on Hulu. This is a year or two old. A little. I'm behind the times, but like I, so I got, I got some sort of food poisoning or something put me down last week. I like I was in bed for a full day and a half, which was in between dry heaves. I took in the Wu-Tang American Saga series. It's so, it's so good. And like now I'm, it's everything I'm like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not playing one song that isn't the Wu-Tang. From like 1993 to 2015, maybe. I was late, like, uh, so like, you know. When Wu Tang, when, when when did the Thirty Six Chambers record come out? Now listen to me talk like a fucking expert. All of a sudden, now that I've been listening for a week, I know everything about him. That was ninety three, right? Ninety four. I, I was a young t- teen I, discovering grunge in the middle of white America. Couldn't appreciate the struggle that was the Wu Tang Clan out of what they came from in Staten Island. Kill a hill, kill a hill. <laughs> um. Anyways, watch that series. I added a bunch of Wu-Tang to... There's a Book of Murdoch playlist on Spotify if you like to listen to these stupid songs I'm always yapping about. All right, let's get after it. Hey, I got a tick... Let's start here, I guess. Like, if you... If if you are a recent listener to this show and you're wondering how to help spread the good word, I am uh, picking up podcast listeners from... TikTok. So, like, search for Book of Murdoch on TikTok. You can give me a follow there. Cool. I'm in it. Still off the Facebook. I'm. Off. I don't think I'm ever going back. You can take me off admins on pages I don't give a shit about. It's it's Instagram and down for me. TikTok, by the way, I read this morning is the third most used social media. For those of you who listen to this show because you're trying to pick up a couple of marketing tips here and there or advertising ideas, I guess let's talk about TikTok content right away. Let's just get into it, eh? So, like, the third most used social media is is a hard, you know what I mean? Like that's Facebook, Instagram, and then you, and then you got it's Snapchat, and that had a fast growth, but that took years and years, and they offered four billion dollars of snapchat or whatever the number was and they turned them down this was fast burn this like inside of two years they're already the third most used social media in america that is so like let's say your business right now doesn't really need to worry about tiktok but all of a sudden in like eight years you're gonna need a brand new batch of home buyers and car buyers and jeans wearers and restaurant eaters and bar goers and, you know, craft beer is cool and then small batch bourbon's cool and then the next thing is cool. And so, like, you you know, you going to sit there and do nothing or are you going to learn about TikTok content? Because that's where they will all be. And if you're going to live off Facebook memes saying, look at our marketing funnel and, you know, that's going to work. It's working right now. I'm not saying don't do it, but... 
you know, 3M is 3M because they put 7% or whatever the number is back into R&D every year. Shit costs time, shit costs money. It doesn't just come to you. Keep paying the front desk girl, uh, you know, an extra couple hours a week and she can post on Facebook and think you have your social media covered. We're not speaking the same language, my friend. Um, what's going on in the news? Cool, Chris Rock I, and and Will Smith, I guess, right? Like, the slap heard around the world. Listen, this is here's my first thought. Will Smith, that was like meme famous, has been like meme famous ten times. That's impressive. The slap thing was not impressive. Like, don't be. Don't go to the stage. That's not defending your... I would be a little more on Will Smith's side on this deal if, like, he wasn't laughing his ass off. And, like, listen, nobody's there. You weren't there. I went there. But, like, and if you look at the unedited, un, uncensored, unbleeped-out footage of the whole deal, it looked like whether whether he was, you know, thought the joke was funny or not, he certainly at least wasn't bothered by it. And then all of a sudden, old, old Mama, Mama Smith's not laughing, and now you got to be that asshole. And let's just be real here for a second. Like, you know, every husband's been in this. Every, <laughs> every, certainly every ex-husband has been in this position where, like, you thought it was hilarious, but said person did not think it was hilarious and now you have to in your mind and maybe not in your mind overcompensate about how much you have <laughs> you have to be all publicly on record fixing whatever fucking gaff you just had <laughs> and like if you're will smith go big you're will smith you can do whatever you want the staff the cast here at home slice thinks this is a bit not all of them some of them I don't know. I think you'd have. I think too many people would have to be in on that, right? Like, if the circle gets wider than three, and there's already two people involved, it'd be hard to keep that a secret. But they they would be acting like the acting level was like, oh, you're not a paid actor. Well, in this instance, fuck, man, it is. I don't know. I just think like, <clears throat> you're pot committed once you're up there. I guess. Like, if you're going to go up there and take care of business, like, if you made a big deal about it at the table, like, I'm going to go whip his ass, and you get up there and you're like, hey, man, my wife's got that thing where her head gets fuzzy. You can't do that shit. <coughs> you don't think that would work? I don't know. If alopecia is no longer allowed to make fun of again, I owe a sincere apology to my friend Jimmy in Vegas. He was a web person I used for a long time. Great web designer, killer web designer, great networking dude. But he had the alopecia, and he was he had it he had it from the jump, right? And like that guy was as fuzzy as a as a as the front of a horse's nose. It was just soft and fuzzy, and you know everybody get drunk and just rub his head. It was rude as shit. No eyebrows the whole jump. That guy's good shit though. I think I've talked about old Jimmy before. Um, I don't know what to have. I like. You know what it was impressive to me about Chris Rock, like Chris Rock stood there and took a slap, and and then and then when Will Smith is back at the table being like, "Keep your my wife's name out your fucking mouth," right? There's a there's a split second 
where Chris Rock knows he's got all kinds of dude who fucked your wife jokes ready to go, but he doesn't, he keeps his guns in his holsters, man. Because there's a moment where he's like, all right, this is like the comedy store. You're no, you're a heckler. I got to push you down, right? Every, every, I think every stand-up comedian would understand that. Like, mm, this is my stage. I have to put you down. But then he had a split second remembering that he was on national television and not the comedy store. And he couldn't use the weapons that he had. He, it, you know, can't nuke. Does that have to sit there and take an L? Also, the special's coming up in a month from now. That's where it starts to make you be like, hmm, the Oscars are mind-numbingly boring. Who could spice it up? You know what I mean? Who li- like these re- this red table couple? They talk about everything. Let's we can they, everybody can get in the mix. I could see it maybe. I don't know. It doesn't make me want to watch the Oscars. Oscars don't work that way anymore. Oscars are watched through twenty six seconds at a time in social media, unless you're a super fan. And also, all of the movies. Listen, we get it. Everybody's awful, especially everybody. That's the Oscars. How about some fucking joy in the movies that we want to go celebrate? I'm not saying everything's got to be Marvel, but like, this is a guy, but listen, man, I am of the hearing level where I, and, and, and I watch subtitles for every television show, every movie. I need subtitles on all the time. And even I find some of these Oscar subtitle films dry, like Turkey, Overcooked Thanksgiving turkey dry. Only not as white. <laughs> Come on, man. That's funny. That's that. That was okay. <sighs> the moment, my least favorite moments of, of, of uh, about this podcast is when I just land a fucking good one. And then I'm so tickled pink with myself. I just want to celebrate it. But, you know. Those are the ropes. I'm not going to edit that out. What else is happening in the uh, in the uh, news? I got to start making. Part of the reason I got to make new episodes is like you know, I, at here at the Home Slice Podcast Network, I've had the I've had the you know I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I've had all I've had the most things right. Like I've got I've got the I've got the streams, and uh, there there's uh, there's a show called Whiskey at Work on the home slice audio network or whatever. I can't remember what we're calling it officially. And it's gaining traction. Like it's gaining speed. It's, it's, it's getting to be, I gotta be honest with you. I like, I'm real proud of these guys too. It's neck and neck. They're catching up because I took, you know, God damn. I don't know how much longer I could have took off. I, I went six months and did about three episodes maybe. And they still finally just catching up. Jeez, took them long enough, but now that they're catching up, I'll be goddamned if I'm going to let Mark Houston beat me. I know he's listening to this too. He won't admit it in a meeting ever, but I know he is. And like, I like that about him. There's no quit in him. He is destined to have at least a brief moment where he's on top. There's no fucking way I'm going to let it happen. So we're going to, that's good news for you folks because I need to have a pathological need to beat Mark Houston. You're going to get more episodes. The least you could do is give whiskey at work a spin. Um, uh, what 
else is going on? Well, this is going on in the news. I can have some local insight to this. So, so some of you listen to this as, and you're geographically close to me here in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Some of you city folks like to listen on the coasts and around the, I guess there are a couple around the world. I'm picking up steam in the Philippines, I've noticed. That's nice. So like, we made the news here, South Dakota, we did. There was a hotel called the Grand Gateway that released a, I believe it started as a social media comment uh, about banning Native Americans because they can't tell the good natives from the bad natives. And our mayor, uh, who is a, is a badass move, I thought. He, he went out on Twitter right in front and like this, the, the, you know, this whole thing stemmed from a shooting. There was a shooting in the hotel. And, uh, and, and, and Native Americans were involved. <clears throat> and based on that, the owner, and like, you know, citing a history of repetitive whatever, not taking a stance on any of that, you know, she decided in her wisdom that <clears throat> we're going to ban all Native Americans. And then, you know, social media, known for its calmness and reason did what it does and even like this is where some of you get itchy with me right like i'm not defending the people but i will cut it like i have zero loyalty to the internet mob it's that's it's gross those of you that are just acting mad because you get to act mad because you can show everybody else you're not a racist that's you're not on the team man that being said Let's talk about the actual what you can do. Certainly, it's completely illegal. Now there's lawsuits and all kinds of shit. Like, um, it made national news, which is a bummer. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't have anything to add to the story. Like, obviously, you can't be you know, like, if you know anything about the Jim Crow laws and the laws they tried to pass in the South, this has already been constitutionally like this has already been constitutionally diced up. This is. Jim Crow laws basically existed because people in the South who were racist, not they all weren't hateful, but they were certainly racist. They didn't trust, they couldn't tell the good black people from the bad black people. And so they passed laws banning black people from this and that and the other. And that's super illegal because that's not how it works. Like, I think the hotels, I'm not the lawyer or the PR person for the hotel, but I can certainly give you some fucking advice. Let's say, hypothetically, you, the listener, own a property and you decide to go on social media and decide that a specific race is no longer allowed in there. I know you'd never do that, probably, but let's just say for the moment, hypothetically, you did. Let me give you PR advice 101. Shut the fuck up. Don't go on the news and defend yourself and don't go on social media and like half-ass an apology that is masked as you just trying to make your point still to get more people on your side. Once you are the social media darling of the of the let's get them community, the last thing you need to do is cock off on social media because you think you're helping. You're not helping. You are you are digging the hole twice as deep. So the next time you yourself, listener. Next time you, Ted the Listener, find yourself in a little racist hotspot, um, if you're not going to stop being racist, you at least have to stop being so vocal about it. Or you have to face the consequences 
which is probably not being able to keep your hotel in a million years. I'm real proud of our cast. We had a um, they came up with a couple of bits. You can hear them. Go. You can go to. There's a Facebook page called or social media account called uh, Real Rock 100.3 The Fox. I think that would be on it. There's a guy in our crew named D Ray, and he's really good at these bits sometimes. And uh, he has this bit called Bernie Frivolous. This is about a um, uh, you know a, a shystery lawyer. And yeah, anyway, I'm not going to go into the bit and ruin it. You can dig it up and find it. It's just, it was really funny. Then the rest of the cast, we all came up with a Cheers day, I should say. I had nothing to do with it. Came up with it. Remember the sitcom Cheers? You know, where everybody knows. Dun, dun, dun. We, they came up with a, a, a parody of that. But the, <laughs> the chorus went, uh, you want to go where everybody has white names. Boom, 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 boom. Just like Johnson, Jones, and James. Just a great line, man. It was funny stuff. Um, it's an interesting, for those of you in the media world that listen to this podcast, it's an interesting position to be in, right? Like, if you're not a new, like, coverage can exist. Petty social media hateful nonsense is, isn't good on either side of the fence, but like, we're not a news organization, so it's not like we're going to do an expose on this. There are people who are good at that already. But if you are if you're a content creator and you don't have anything to say, uh and I mean this as an opinion about the biggest story of the week in the community that you represent, whether that's a tiny town or whether that's a state or the nation or whatever, how are you relevant? I so radio so j- jocks radio DJs disc jockeys. I think I, I'm picking up a, a listener base of of radio folks. Which because I'm in radio, I love radio and radio is awesome. Radio is an undervalued uh, commodity. You in the advertising world, it's it is it's uh, it's. Anyways, we can go into that some other time. But like. You know, some of you are listening to me. I, like, when it comes to stuff like, oh, my God, is it going to be racist? L- local media generally doesn't have anything to say because they've been trained not to say anything. Problem with that is you add 20 years to it. Now you have nothing to say. And as a company that monetizes content, how do you monetize that? That doesn't mean be hateful. That doesn't mean join the mob. But like, well, I don't know. Those of you that listen to this because you like to make things, I it's hard for me to think you can't be. Uh, it's hard for me to think you can be good at making things if you don't have any relevance and if you don't have anything to say about the topic at hand. Uh, that doesn't mean you should just pop. Like you got to get educated. You got to read. Pick up a book, Billy. You got to read because you can't just not have anything to say. You gotta practice. Then you gotta edit. Then you gotta re-record. That's a harder thing to do. Any dipshit can come up with the idea. A professional refines it. And I really think that's what this cast did. If I can take a moment to give the cast at the Home Slice Audio Network a, a round of applause. They're they it's coming together, man. It's exciting. Um yeah, don't double down on social media if it turns out whether you want to think so or not, you did something really racist. 
All right, let's lighten the mood here. Um, oh my God, we have to talk about this. I don't. I know nothing about this. I saw. I. I so hope this is real, and I didn't just get. I'm a, okay. We're about to find out if I just got tricked by the internet in in a real okay boomer way. But I saw an internet meme. God, listen to me. Called Velosa Pastor. The Velosa Pastor. Oh my God, it's real. How did I not know about this? The vol- okay. Okay. The Velocipastor is a 2017 2017. I am so behind. The Velocipastor is a 2017 American comedy horror film. The plot follows Pastor Doug Jones who becomes infected by an artifact, resulting in him turning into a velociraptor when he becomes angry. It was released in 2019. Catholic priest Doug Jones, I I swear to God I'm not on mushrooms. This is a real thing. Catholic priest Doug Jones witnesses his parents die in a car fire. And he, <laughs> so, like, right away, it's got a tragedy. He travels to China. Oh, I should try. Doug travels to China on a spiritual journey and comes across ninjas. Fucking ninjas! Velociraptors were. Comes across ninjas searching for an artifact said to turn people into the dragon warrior. And after becoming infected by the artifact, Doug begins having nightmares and goes out into the forest late as night as he transforms into a dinosaur. And he saves Carol, a sex worker, from a thug. Is this a secret Christian movie? They made it for $36,000. If you don't know what movies cost, that was incredibly fucking cheap. <laughs> um, Here's what I'm worried about. Is this like a secret... Like, I'm not against it, I guess, but it makes me not want to watch it if it's a secret parable. Like, if you're sneaking religion into the comedy horror genre, although, you know, no one's going to church anymore. What the fuck else are you going to do with that money? Um, Ninjas make me think maybe not. You don't see a lot of... Wait a minute. There's ninjas all over this movie. Father Stewart wakes up in a camp of drug-dealing Christian ninjas. Well, that's not a Christian film. Christian film wouldn't put any drug-dealing Christian ninjas in. What do you think drug-dealing Christian ninjas would be like to hang out with when they're not doing drug-dealing Christian thing? I still think they'd be a fucking drag, right? Because it's like the adult kung fu guys who like can't really fight but go like play karate mixed with like church assholes. Not good church people who don't rub your face in it, but like if you're a Christian ninja, if you can't be just a regular ninja, you got to be a fucking Christian ninja. You just know you want. It's like being a CrossFit dude. You just it's oh my god, I can't shut up about being a Christian ninja. Here in the ninja community, we don't do enough with Christian people. I can just hear Christians ruining ninjaness. Drug dealing Christian ninjas sound like a drag. Not even weed can fix that. It's been decided. Um, Velociraptor. I need to... What is this on? What can I watch this on? Hold on. Velociraptor. 
pastor, not raptor, the Velocipaster. I can watch it on Tubi, Roku, Crackle. That's how you know it's real shitty. It's on all the ones that like, what do you got to download again? Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, good, good, good. I feel like I want to see the trailer. Yeah, let's not. Why don't we watch it? All of us together. And then we'll, 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 we'll report about it on the next episode. Since I have to fucking do all these episodes now because Houston's going to beat me. We've got myself something to talk about. On the next episode, we'll talk about the Velocipaster. We'll review it together. On takebacks. Um, speaking of takebacks, what did you people have to say, basically? Um, oh, some of you were surprised I am a Rogan fan. Given how mean I am to Trump people, they thought that would be an all-in group. No, no, no. As I said before, man, like, there's been, like, 2,000 Joe Rogan podcasts. Like, they're not all the devil. A lot of them are really good, you know. But I'm also 800 in because I've been listening to podcasts for 20 years. And so while you were still, you know, loading your original fucking iPod, some of us were already into podcasts, right? So, like, you can still be a fan. That doesn't mean... Now, here's where you got to, you know... You got to take care of your own here and you got also got to mow your own. You got to mow your own lawn. I think Rogan fans who aren't fucking dipshits should make sure that the majority of people know that the people they hear about on the Internet are Joe Rogan dipshits. And there's a difference. Like, like he's a guy. He's not the guy. Eh, whatever. I don't know, man. Rogan's okay. I do get sick of the like, you know, Max Fask, but like, cool. You know what you do? Not listen to it. And then when he has a comedian on and they don't talk about it at all, rock and roll. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to become a vegan. And you know what I mean? Like, you can leave some shit at the side. Um, <laughs> got a buddy of mine texting me. He's like, hey, keep in mind, I was real hard on limos on the last episode. I think limos are stupid. And I I still hold that position now that I've had that comment. Now that that comment has had time to breathe, I'm going to, I believe it holds. And some friends of mine are reminding me that I've got friends that like are in the limo business of sorts here and there. I'm not saying limo owners and drivers are the worst. And And like, I'm not picking on you guys, but I would say this. To the limo driver and to the limo company owner, you're not happy. You don't like doing this. This isn't what you want. This was supposed to be a part-time thing and then it just became a drag. I'm convinced of it. That doesn't mean I think you're a child molester. You know what I mean? Like, so you picked a bummer industry. It held on too long. A lot of people kept the blockbusters going. You got to move to the new thing, homie. I wish nothing but the best for the limo industry. But I believe your vehicles are stupid. <laughs> so I guess I'm not taking that back. Oh, well, a few of you do not like hearing where bacon comes from, and you found some of the packing plant lore disgusting, which tells me we need to come up with a bit called Packing Plant Stories, which maybe we'll get to. Maybe that'll be on the next episode. Um, boo, how far do we get in before we're just going to start talking a little bit of politics? Should we do a little bit of politics? Let's do a little bit of politics, then we'll get to some other fun stuff. You know, this is what 
I guess this is would be my theme for the week. Some of you listen to this for the politics side of things. Um, widen your perspective a little. Right now, the India, the uh, um, government workers in India are are striking at, um, for higher pay because that's what's happening around the world right now, right? Like that's not. We just don't live in a vacuum where everyone, where all of a sudden, OnlyFans only exists in fucking Nebraska. It, the economy is the economy everywhere, and so they're striking because if you think it sucks being a city worker in your town in Idaho, it really sucks being a city worker in Mumbai. I've never been there. I can't attest to that, but that's certainly what it looks like on the news that I'm trying to read. And so here's, and it's getting, it could get a little violent, right? Like their violent protests are real violent protests. Like we have one window break and all of a sudden the other side is like, Oh my God. And it's so like, Here's my thought as I think of that. I read about India and I read about the actual violence that's going to happen and the violence that's happened with their strikes in the past. And I remember that it used to be a good thing that you weren't just going to start shit and throw your toys, right? Like the, the, I wish more people would remind more people that the strength of America is lie. You know why, you know why it's strong? Because from the first president to the second president, it wasn't fought with a sword. I'm butchering some famous quote, I think, but like it was a it was a handshake and a letter. That's a that's powerful. It doesn't it, every day and here's let me tie it back to dipshit super trumpers. Every day's not wolves not sheep. Will you fucking listen to yourselves? Mer- Americans are Americans. Oh my God. Today we went out and like some at some fucking fundraiser speech, Trump talked about asking Putin to like release the Hunter Biden documents. Like Jesus Christ. Hey man, once one day the Bay City rollers were really cool and then fucking disco sucked on Wednesday. Read the room, dummy. I just it's it's infuriating. The strength is in the peaceful transition of it. It's not and also by, by the by every wolves not sheep t-shirt I see is XL or larger. So like, hey man, fucking ease up on the biscuits before we talk about overthrowing the whatever. How about you give me 20 fucking push-ups or come to a hot yoga class with me? Make you a deal, Super Trumper. If you can sit through a hot yoga class with me and you don't go up and throw up, you can do it the whole time. You can stay in there. All you know, maybe, maybe you can wear your Wolves Not Sheep t-shirt. Until then, how about you wear something else? Why don't you go back to the Ed Hardy t-shirts? Wolves Not Sheep. Oh, protect my flock, will ya? Protect my flock. It looks like you're protecting the refrigerator, you chubby dipshit. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of war, Ukraine looks like they're looks like looks like maybe they're gonna have a reprieve. Looks like there are talks going on. That's good. Speaking of, this is all. That's you know that's that's important. I just, you know, I would assume being on the right side of history would mean more than just 
believing what you're told to believe, but I, maybe that just doesn't work that way. And I get the confirmation bias too, right? Like I get it. I have confirmation in the middle. I certainly have confirmation bias on anti-Trump things. I'm aware of this. I get it. You know what the difference is? I've been in this business for 20 years and have a basis of foundation of a source. And I'm not trying to win a side. There's a big difference. That is why I'm allowed to have an opinion. That is why I get to think what I think. I spent my 20s being the hateful, yelly, you know what I mean? Win, 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 you're an asshole, blah, blah, blah. You know what comes with maturity? Some thought and some perspective. Guess what? You can change your mind. Ooh, got a little preachy there in the middle. All right. That was only a few minutes of it. Mm. How about some stories from El Sister? I had the... Do you remember... Okay. <clears throat> if you're a newer listener to this show, I was raised in a sleepy little town called El Sister, South Dakota. Very Rockefeller, loved my childhood, grew up, walked to the pool, walked to school, you know, don't lock your doors. But like, as I remember it now with some perspective in the same maturity I was talking about earlier, there's a lot of hillbilly bullshit to it, which is kind of fun. And so these are stories from El Sister. <laughs> okay. I So like, do you remember Mr. Yuck? This is a real 90s thing. There's a green logo of a face like spitting out poison and and like you I, you know when we when you're in kindergarten and you're 6 and your soft palate head is like very impressionable teachers would say things like smoking one marijuana cigarette is like smoking 300 cigarettes and like if you if you drink any of the bottles underneath the kitchen you're going to die immediately so you have to call this number and some of which is really good advice and some of which is really silly advice but but like everyone of my ilk remember Mr. Yuck man green Mr. Yuck there was a pile of green Mr. Yuck stickers sitting in one of our studios here at the Home Slice group and i had this flashback memory and here's your story from El Sister. One evening, I was running in from the house. I'm, I think it might have been during the Invisible Friend days, and it's like, you know, summertime-ish, and it, it's hot outside, and so I ran inside to get a drink of water, and I see a glass that looked like it had water in it and pop it in my mouth, and it turns out it was bleach. I accidentally drank bleach. And I didn't take big gulps, but, it, like, you know, spit a lot of it out, but some of it got down there. And I, at the time, I had to go, I'm like, I don't know, nine-ish maybe, uh, eight-ish, I can't quite remember. But I had to go to the babysitter, and, <laughs> and I'm like, Mr. Yuck, Mr. Yuck. Because I didn't know what I drank. I just know it was Mr. Yuckable. It just tasted like something that was Mr. Yuck. And I immediately thought I was like, that's what they fucking told me in kindergarten. Though. I put this to my lips. I'm a goner. I avoided... This is why everybody is afraid of looking under the sink. From four years old, you say, if you touch anything in there, your fingers are going to fall off. And then when something badly happens, you're like, holy shit, I'm going to die. This is where, like, you see all these cop shows where they talk like, oh, my God, the the, the ambulance driver touched the plate of fentanyl. That's not how that works, dummy. I'm not saying it isn't dangerous. I'm not saying eat Tide. I'm just saying I didn't immediately die. But let's go back to nine-year-old me. Mr. Yuck, Mr. Yuck. 
That's what I had to tell the babysitter. And the babysitter had a... This is fucking... This is the most 90s thing you're going to hear. The babysitter had to call on a landline down to the bar because that's where my... You know what I mean? Like, my... You know, my hardworking small-town parents need four hours away from their screaming children, so they're going to go down to lefties and have some pops. Come on, Nance. (laughs) So, like... The most vivid memory I have of it is like my dad being annoyed. This is a real '90s, early '90s thing. Like he's fine. Look at him. We were having fun at the bar. And I don't at all mean that shitty towards my father, by the way, because I believe in a little rub your dirt in it philosophy. And then I remember being embarrassed because I had a little crush on the babysitter. Oh, uh, can't can't. Uh, what can we talk about names in here? I think her name was. I like she was my Wendy Pepper Pepper Peppercorn. She was my Wendy Peppercorn. She was even a lifeguard. I just stand next to her at the pool, like ten years old, like this doughy little <laughs> fat kid with a perm, and big Snoopy glasses, like trying to make conversation. God, I would have drowned me. I don't have that kind of patience. Aren't you the therapist now? Oh God, damn, that makes sense. I think we just discovered why I date therapists. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, having a podcast is cheaper than a therapist. Oh, that's funny. Um, that's Mr. Yuck. Send in your send in your Mr. Yuck stories. Not really. I don't. Re- I'm not really gonna take your story. I guess I will. They better be good. Last time I tried, they send in your stories. They're just not, you know what I mean? Like, they're not entertaining, which is why you don't have a podcast. I don't mean that at all to be an asshole, but, like, if you're going to send in a story, and I'll I'll do your Mr. Yuck story, but, like, don't, you know, nail it, fella. Um, What else do you want to talk about today? Talked about Velocipaster. Um, I don't know. That could be about it, really. We'll just do 30-ish minutes today. Let's do a quick health check-in. How you feeling? How you doing? You doing good? Did you start that? You were going to, were you, what were you going to do? I'm, you know, is it yoga? Is it, you going to start jogging? Is it lifting weights? Need something easy? Do kettlebells. You know, just stretch, get up and walk. It doesn't have to be anything major, but like, are you, are you doing it? You got to do it. I'm going to nag you about some politics. We're going to nag you about some health check-ins. Also, how's your mental health? Oh, speaking of health. So I'm lifting weights, right? I'm back down at the Y. Here's your here's your male nudity update. Um, much like a weather forecast at the YMCA. Still a lot of old dudes naked walking around. But, like, good for them. They're old dudes. They deserve it. They've earned it. Do whatever you want. You're 87. You're still coming down to the gym? Hell yeah, dude. Use it or lose it. Towels. Towels are for rookies. I've gone full. I've done a full 180. It used to be the reason I wouldn't go down there. I'm like, ah, you go to the locker room. It's 18 old dicks is flopping around. Nah, man, they're old. They deserve it. Look at me. Nothing but maturity over here on the Book of Murdoch. Um. Anyways, I'm at the Y, and I'm, like, changing to go work out. And, and, and I, you know, workout is a stretch. I'm just brand new at this. I'm learning how to do it again. But the dude next to me put on four, four cologne squirts and not little spritzes like, dude, 
No, there is not a cent on earth that you buy to make yourself smell better that requires four squirts. Hard fucking stance, man. You don't need four squirts of cologne. Four squirts is compensating for something you're not working on. Don't blame your terrible mental health on my nose. That is your issue, and you need to work that shit out, fella. Two squirts tops, and why? Why Cologne, really? Really in 2022? We're going to wear cologne. It's unnecessary. <laughs> There's your health. There's your mental health check-in. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I've been on meetings about? This is what we've been working on internally here. <clears throat> I'll pass it to you. I mean this less life coachy hippy dippy, but like, you know what, you know, one thing, if we could all do one thing a little bit when we can remember, I really feel like we'd have a lot of, we, we would build a lot of fast belief back into each other. If we could all do one thing, this is what I've got. I'm do I'm, I'm talking about this in meetings, like a, like a moron. I'm sure I sound stupid, but like, you know, when you're in those situations and you're like, cheer about so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And, it, and it becomes the little opportunity to talk shit about Ted because Ted did something stupid. Oh, gee, Ted had sex with the secretary? Oh, gossip, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying defend Ted. I'm saying before, usually what happens is person A runs up to person B, they talk shit about person C, and then at the end of it, they be like, listen, I'm not trying to talk shit about Ted. Ted's a great dude. I'm just saying. I you do that part first. If you if you feel the need to tear down, don't put the I'm you know he's not he's a good guy. Don't put that at the end. It doesn't matter at the end. If you've talked shit in the beginning, you've talked shit in the beginning. Can't then then not talk shit. Talk about the good part first, or have like one more round of trust, like you know perspective. I'm not talking about things like, you know, egregious shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, he did murder those 17 people. But let's hear his... I don't talk about that. I'm talking about every normal, everyday shit because everybody makes mistakes and everybody's a doofus. Like, I'm not talking about the Attorney General of South Dakota who can apparently hit a guy so hard the glasses can come into the car and we don't impeach him. I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about every day-in, day-out shit. People you work with or your family or your cousin, like, how about you spend one round giving them the benefit of the doubt? I'm not saying you can't then talk shit if you feel the need to talk shit, but do the good part first. I feel like if we would all do that for a few months, like if it was instead of hot girl summer, it was like, you don't know the full story summer. The the belief in America that has been what feels like has been eroding a little as, as, as the, you know, America, I think that could get rebuilt pretty fast. Does that, doesn't that sound, that probably sounds stupid, but I, I think it might be true. It's not very manly, right? It's not very like, yeah, I showed him, but like, that's the fucking problem, man. Quit showing him. Okay. There's your hippy dippy nonsense for the end of, you know, every time I record one of these after a yoga class, I'm real zen about the whole deal. But like, you know, that's good for you too.
All right, friends. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week because now that now this has got to be a job again. Shit. Um, really though, there's a show if you're if you like whiskey, and like you're a fan of the history of and the stories and how brands come up. Like, you would really like whiskey at work. You can search for that in your favorite podcast. It's better as a video series, candidly, because they they record it as well. Like, you should watch it. But if you can't watch it, you should listen to it. And I guess I'll give him a compliment. It won't matter. The very second I'm back to week and week, I'll put miles between everybody else. But, like, you know, there's a little part of me that hopes he get it. Like, for a split second, I kind of hope Mark Houston reaches the most listened to podcast in the Home Slice Podcast Network. But just for a second, just for an hour, maybe a day. Remember that one day? You almost made it, little buddy. It's the little buddy that's an asshole move, too, right? You guys have a good one. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credit was recorded in Studio 2A. The executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as... Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers, Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.